a lot of people in the media business, two problems. One, don't know what they're doing, or two, are being influenced by somebody above them. We're neither one of those. We know what we're doing, and we're not being influenced by anybody. And I had a long-time radio guy call me this morning, and he just said to me, he goes, man, you guys are killing it. But more than anything, it looks like you're having so much fun. It is so much fun being over here. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Hello, Canada. Uh, Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. A brand new week. But a familiar place. We're at the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida on a very special day. It is our annual National Hockey League season preview. We just happen to be, eh, for a second straight year, in an NHL market for it. And I tell you what, you're going to see the Florida Panthers uh, decorations as we roll along with the program over the next two hours here on Game Plus Television. And for our listeners on radio, just trust me, we got Florida Panthers uh, decorations on the set because uh, coming up in moments, Randy Moeller will be joining us, the longtime television analyst of Florida Panthers hockey, former Panthers defenseman, current Florida Panthers forward Nick Cousins is going to be with us, and our hockey analyst Serena Taylor as well. You got to know her at the World Juniors. She'll be appearing later on an hour too. But if we can bring in from the sweatpants capital, the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose Dupont, let's rock it, uh, Moose. We don't have a lot of time for this opening segment, so I'll just give you a quick: How was your Thanksgiving weekend, brother? Top of the world, got to go home and see family, so it was great. Hope yours was good, too. It was amazing, and I tell you what, I'm very happy that the crew here at the Beach House, you tell me, they give us a booster for our signal for the Internet, and it just seems like it's strong like bull, as my dad would say, and the broadcast is ready to rock. So, Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn, and we'll get going. We'll get going. Thank you. Um, listen, it's NHL season preview, but for the most of that, that's a little later on in the show. Right now, let's talk about the quick six coming out of Thanksgiving weekend. And number one, Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdown passes to Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs overcame an early 17-point deficit, and Kansas City extended its mastery of the Las Vegas Raiders, holding on for a 30-29 victory on Monday night football. The Raiders had a chance to march for the winning field goal, but a pass to Devontae Adams that was ruled a catch was overturned by replay, which showed him stepping out of bounds. People are talking about the ending, Darren. They're talking about the roughing the passing penalty, uh, roughing the passer penalty on Chris Jones, the Chiefs. At least it didn't cost the Chiefs the game. Unlike our beloved Atlanta Falcons, we're on the where we're on the radio right now in WQEE Atlanta. Cost them the game in Tampa, or at least the chance to win the game. So coming out of week five, that's that. The rough in the passer penalties everybody's talking about, and the mastery of certain players over certain teams. Tom Brady is now 12 and 0. I think it's 12 and 0 against the Atlanta Falcons. He's never lost to him. He's never lost to the Dallas Cowboys either. So there's that, and Houston's beaten Jacksonville nine straight times. So there's a lot coming out of week five in the NFL. What did you see? Yeah, there really is. I mean, a couple of wild stories there. And the roughing the passer is something that's going to need to be addressed. And my understanding is that the NFL is looking at it and how they're calling it. I'd rather them be overcautious. Hmm. So, and I think that's the stance they're taking. The pendulum always swings to being too much. And now they got to bring it back and hopefully land somewhere in the middle. Um, hey, your Cowboys keep rolling, too, with Cooper Rush, and now they're going to continue to be thinking, is this the guy who should take the Cowboys throughout the rest of the season into the playoffs? And how about the Giants beating the Green Bay Packers overseas in the very, very early, early game? Um, that was good to see, too. Great recap, and I'll tell you what, if we were a football show or an NFL show, I could spend two hours on what my football people are telling me today in the NFL. They're not upset at the refs with these rough-in-the-passer penalties. Last week... 
you had NFL vets on ESPN crying, the alum, literally crying. The league doesn't care about us. A week later, they're throwing flags on quarterbacks getting hit. So it's like, what do you want? Uh, the refs are calling it exactly the way the NFL has told them to call it. So they're not apologizing for anything today. So we'll move on. Point two. Can I just say this? The Canadian Football League is cool. I, for whatever reason, the media in Canada has kind of turned their nose up at it. I don't know why. But coming out of week 18 in the CFL, here are your scores. In a win it, win in your end game. For Saskatchewan Friday at Hamilton, they lost 18-14, but that game feels like a month ago. Hamilton beat Sask 18-14, and now the Riders aren't in control of their destiny anymore. Uh, on Saturday, the Toronto Argonauts beat the BC Lions 23-20, and while Vernon Adams still hasn't thrown an, inter an interception for BC since coming over to replace Nathan Rourke, can I ask you this, Darren? Can the BC Lions even hope to contend for a great cup without Nathan Rourke? Because they, they've won one game, I think, with Vernon Adams. Without Nathan Rourke, they can't beat good teams. I know, and that's really, really tough. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, if it's getting everybody on the same page. The good news is there's a little time to still get this right. And we know Vernon Adams is a capable quarterback who can win you football games. It's just not happening right now. For whatever reason, it's not a, a constant mesh with that group. So I would be worried but it can be fixed. It would be a good poll question for maybe later in the week. Can the BC Lions win a great cup without Nathan Ork? Because it doesn't look like they can, but you make a good point. They still got time. They've clinched a playoff berth. They can figure something out, but overall they haven't been able to beat good teams. Um, Winnipeg routed Edmonton 48-11. I watched it. I don't know why. And Ottawa spanked. Well, they didn't spank, but Ottawa got Bobby Dice. Uh, a win in his Ottawa debut on Turkey Day Monday, 24-18 over Montreal. I watched the first half. You never know in any given CFL game which half you need to watch. Is it the second half going to come down to the last three minutes, or is it the first half where it's over by halftime? You never know. I guess you need to watch them all. But overall, the CFL is cool. I wish more people felt that way. Um, I was driving around yesterday listening to WQAM. The afternoon show with Hawkman and Crowder, Channing Crowder, the former Dolphins linebackers on there. And of course, Darren, the game was on ESPN2, the Alouettes Red Blacks game. So these guys are in their studio. Picture it. I'm driving around listening to the radio. They're like, oh, we have the CFL game on here right now. It's Montreal, Ottawa, because it's not a holiday down here. This is a normal Monday for everybody. So they're talking about the 55-yard line. They're talking about the wide fields and the deep end zones. And Channing Crowder, the Dolphins linebacker, instead of them laughing about it, he was like, that's cool. He really had no idea. He's never even been to Canada, I don't think. But they're like three downs and this and that. They think it's cool. And for whatever reason in Canada, the, the Canadians think it's second rate. Go figure. Um, Raj rant. Am I ranting? I guess I am. <laughs> for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Randy Moeller coming up right here at the Beach House, Florida Panthers alum and TV analyst. Uh, point three, the Toronto Blue Jays, who led 8-1 after five innings and 9-5 after seven innings in game two of their wild guard series against Seattle, are still in shock today over losing 10-9 to the Mariners Saturday night in game two and being swept so instead of preparing for a do-or-die game three on Sunday, the Jays cleaned out their lockers. And it's the Mariners moving on to face the Houston Astros in the American League Division Series, which begins today. Could you believe what you were seeing Saturday night, Moose, with the Blue Jays peeing Whoa. that one away? 
I could not. I couldn't believe it at all. This was one of the toughest losses to swallow for Canadian sports fans when the Jays do that. And the more information that comes out, the harder it is to swallow as we start to really dissect what happened. Are you referring to the analytics and why John Schneider pulled Kevin Gosman? Is that what you're referring to? Well, that's part two. Like, the analytics actually make you more frustrated because they were, they've been running analytics ever since. And they said on that play, looking back at the film, that George Springer, the analytics say, if Bull had backed off, George Springer had a 75% probability of making the catch. 75%. And as Arash Madani pointed out on Twitter, at the very least, that ball bounces, he throws it in, and one run scores. Maybe two. And you still are in a decent spot. But, yeah, the, the decision to pull, you know, your star pitcher who was rolling at the first sign of trouble, the first sign, when you're up 8-1, to one, that's when you have a cushion and a chance to see, let me see if he can work this out, not yank him at the first sign of trouble. Well, we'll see how this is viewed by Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, but it's like you pull a $20 million pitcher to put in a $1 million pitcher. Uh, it all sounds real easy for us on Tuesday, don't it? Sounds easy for us, but when you're in the heat of the moment, it's a little different. I didn't see this analytics thing on George Springer at a chance to anything. I saw Bo Bichette trying in a playoff game to make a play. That's all. It's not the third inning of a game in mid-June. It's the playoffs, and Bo's trying to make a play. I have far more time for what he did there than the managerial decision that analytics say they should have taken Kevin Gosman out. Uh, anyways, baseball coverage for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. I'm a week away from enjoying Edo Japan back in Canada. Point four is today's baseball games. Uh, all division series get rolling today, but I'm going to move to point five because it is our NHL preseason special today. On the way, Randy Moeller, Florida Panthers alum and TV broadcaster and Nick Cousins is going to be joining us via video. Panthers forward and Serena Taylor here at the Beach House. The NHL regular season gets going on North American ice tonight with two games. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been to the Stanley Cup final for three straight seasons, will play the Rangers in New York in a rematch of the Eastern Conference final, while the Golden Knights will play the Kings in Los Angeles. Four teams playing tonight, Moose. Three of them made the playoffs last year. Not my Golden Knights. Uh, the Nashville Predators and San Jose Sharks played the first two games of the regular season on the weekend in Prague. Preds won both games, and that is not a surprise. So, six hours of hockey tonight. I don't know if I can hang in for all of it out here on the East Coast, but I'll be watching as much as I can. How does it make you feel, Moose, that the NHL season is upon us? Yeah, it feels great. You know, I woke up this morning, and I was thinking about this show, and you know, who we're going to have on and everything else. And I started getting really excited. The season's here and, you know, making sure that I've got the games ready to go on TV tonight. Um, it's fun. This is a, a great time of year and I love it that hockey's back. Um, hey, I just flipped up the YouTube feed and I see there's a shadow on my nose, on my face. There is a uh, pillar right in front of me. I'm trying to stay out of the sun. Jordan really worried me. Director Jordan last time. He's like, you got to stay. Are you going to be OK in the sun? And they say every time you get a sunburn, you uh, it's one step closer to getting skin cancer. So I'm trying to stay out of the trying to stay out of this sun. But I, hey, it's television, man. We got to look our best. Checking on the comments from our viewers here. Just jumping in here. Andrew Stout says, "I read that when the score was eight-one, the Blue Jays had a 99.1 chance of winning that game." 
That's from Andrew. <laughs> Didn't we all feel that way? You need a computer to tell you that? Honestly? Uh, Allie, Allie, watching in Texarkana, Texas, says, let's go, Rangers. Why are you cheering for the Rangers, Allie? Um, Jenna, watching in Southern California, says, let's go, Buffalo. Well, that reminds me. Uh, we're going to get into this a little more deeply later on with Serena because the NHL.com came out with top storylines going into the year. And she's like, read them to me so I know what they're saying. I'm like, what? We can figure those out. We don't need NHL.com to tell us. But one of them was, which of Detroit, Buffalo, or Ottawa will make the playoffs this year? And, Darren, as you know, in late August, I went out and made all my predictions. I went back and wrote them all down. So I can tell you right now, of the three, Detroit, Ottawa, or Buffalo, which one will make the playoffs? I chose one of them, and it was Detroit. But do you think one of those three will make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I do. I, I would I would say Detroit's got the best chance of the three. But I would I would put Buffalo in there. Those are the two teams I was going back and forth with. And it's apologies to Ottawa, who are just another, I feel, another year away. I feel like they're going to take some strides. But I think it's going to be Detroit that'll make the playoffs out of those three. Wow, that's two of us. I love it. Um, by the way, Jeff, the Stams fan, and I do have my Stampeders bell with me here in Florida. Jeff, the Stams fan, says, I heard a rumor Mike O'Shea taking over as head coach and GM in Saskatchewan. I don't believe that. Um, one of the insiders, I'm telling you, man, I could spend two hours on CFL talk if you really wanted me to. Um, one of the insiders, that's my, my key football guys, said Mike O'Shea doesn't have a contract for next year. And uh, I said, I think that doesn't mean anything. Now, this was an agent. He knows more about business than I do. CFL business, but I'm like, this is O'Shea being smart because he's very smart. What do you got to worry about, Darren, if his contract runs out in Winnipeg? They're not firing him, but if his contract runs out and he waits till the end of the year to see where's his best offer, he's in the driver's seat, but he's not leaving Winnipeg. They're probably going to win their third consecutive Grey Cup unless he gets bored, which who does that? Nobody. He's not leaving Winnipeg. He's not coming to Saskatchewan. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, the only thing I saw that, you know, could kind of lead to people thinking he might come to Saskatchewan is the coach's cap. You know, as the, as the head coach in Winnipeg, he's, he's somewhat capped with how much money he's allowed to make. But when you look at coming to Saskatchewan, where he can be the head coach, the GM, the president, give him whatever titles you want, that allows you to pay him more money. So it's kind of the only way he can get a raise unless there's going to be changes in the front office in Winnipeg to allow him to take over dual roles. And I don't know if we see that happening. Uh, that's as far as we're going to go on that. We'll talk football later on in the week, or you can discuss it on Friday when I'm not going to be on the program. I'm going to be in Atlanta, where we are airing on WQEE Radio Live daily at noon Eastern. Moose, I'll let you go. Other than to say, Darren came up with a poll question today, and that is for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center capital with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies. Which Canadian NHL team are you buying stock in? I'm not sure how you worded it, but here on the opening day of the NHL season, which Canadian team are you buying stock in? The options are Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, or other. And the last that I saw on Twitter, uh, the Flames were leading. The Flames had 44% of the vote to lead. Obviously, you're going with Toronto. I'm voting with uh, for the Flames because I've said it already. And that's it for the warm-up. Moose, you go have a great day. You too. Enjoy.
Told you it was going to go fast. When we come back, Florida Panthers television analyst and veteran of 815 NHL games, the pride of Red Deer, Alberta, Randy Moeller. It's the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. Also live on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform. You can find us daily. And live on the radio on your home of Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You are looking at Pompano Beach, Florida, and we are at the Beach House. It's our NHL season preview. Doesn't that just scream hockey as we welcome to the broadcast? Longtime Florida Panthers TV color man and uh, Panthers defenseman. He of 815 NHL games, Randy Moore. How are you doing, Randy? Oh, well, great. 815 games. That's what it says in the yearbook, Jim. Oh, man, I fooled him for long, for many years, <laughs> didn't I? Uh, hey, you came down here and never left. That's the sense that I got. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, the longest uh, tenured employee for the Florida Panthers. Uh, you know, I ended my career here and um, got in with the community, with youth hockey, and then doing a little color on the radio and, and that, and then it just kind of grew from there. And uh what, 28 years later, here we are. You've literally seen it all. I've seen it all. Yes, I have. <laughs> so yeah. these are good. I've seen the good times, and I've seen the not-so-good yeah, times. That's why, and, uh, that's why I brought you down here to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And how are you feeling going into this new season? Good, good. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I mean, the Panthers last year, they won the President's Trophy and just scored so many goals and the comebacks, the exciting, the, the best home record in, in the NHL in a number of years and that. Although they've made some changes, they're still the core of the Barkoffs and uh, and that and Aaron Ekblad and, of course, uh, Bobrovsky and Goal and that. It, it's still there, but there's some new faces on this team. I'm excited how they're going to gel. And, of course, we've got the new head coach and Paul Maurice, who I've known for many, many years, as you've known, and, and that. And he's, um, he's, he's a real good communicator, and he's great for us broadcasters nice to because talk. he loves to talk. And he's <laughs> open. You know, he'll tell you, hey, I'm doing this because this guy is maybe struggling and I've, I've got to, you know, do some adjustments. You love that as a broadcaster because then you can relay that to the fans when you're explaining stuff during a game. Randy, uh, with us coming up, Nick Cousins, uh, Panthers forward, and Serena in hour two. We're going to look backwards first before we look ahead. Uh, and when I, for those that don't know, Randy's from Red Deer, and I mentioned the 815 NHL games with Quebec, the Rangers, Buffalo, and Florida. I have to ask you this about last season. When Joel Quenville did step down, how much of a earthquake was that it was yeah it, it, it was because there was so much unknown you know everybody Q is one of the we all know that he's one of the best coaches in the NHL and the experience and the the reputation that he has and this team got off to a great start and it looked like it was going on the rails that they want to and then all of a sudden that happened so there was a great unknown but then uh you know, the, the team just continued on with the style of play that Coach Quinville uh, had put in and um, and had the best season that they've ever had. Um, I think that shows the leadership uh, from the guys like Barkoff that were here and, you know, even though Huberdo and Uyghur have moved on and Aaron Ekblad in that, that, hey, even though we've lost our head coach, we're still going to go. 
Sure. But and he got through round one against Washington and uh, was entertaining and played well. And then in round two against Tampa Bay, not as entertaining. A sweep. Well, <laughs> you, 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 we, you saw signs, Roddy. You saw signs even though they got past the Washington Capitals. There was a point there where if the Panthers, um, if Reinhardt doesn't score that game-tying goal in game number, what, three or whatever, the Panthers are going to be down two games to one um, and that. And they were able to come back and end up winning the game. And that, But you saw the offense, you saw, uh, except for uh, Carter Verhage that was scoring all the goals, the team that scored the most goals in the regular season, the Panthers, there was you could see some cracks. There was things that were happening, and then the power play just went south. And uh, usually they, they were, you know, they were a top five, top six play, uh, power play team. And you saw started leaking a little oil in that first series. And then by the time, even though they got past Washington and got in against the Tampa Bay Lightning, while well, they scored three goals in four games and what they went over. 18 or 19 on the power play in that series. It was a different team. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. And, I, you know, I give right. I give total credit to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They played exactly the way they had to in order to shut down. Their game plan was phenomenal in taking away the chances um, that the Panthers normally would, would, would benefit from during the regular season and in the first round. And I've always said it. The best goaltender in the world is Andre Vasilevsky. And he was just his, he was just himself, and just shut yeah. the door. And the Panthers just couldn't get the offense going. It was frustrating. It was um, it was it was really a weird feeling because doing and, and covering the games and, and post games and that, and just run the highlights. The Panthers was scoring five six goals a game all season long, and then all of a sudden, you get shut out, and then you score one goal the next game, and it's like, wow, it was it was different territory. Right, and this is why I wanted to go back and move, get ahead to where we are. So in order, you get into the offseason, and Bruno, Andrew Burnett does not survive, I guess. They bring in Paul Maurice. I want yep. your take on that. Uh, and then the trade. I was in Calgary when the the trade went down. Well, I, you yeah. know, I, I mean, I don't want to quote, uh, you know, Bill Zito, but um, I, I think a lot, it's, the game has changed a lot. And it, we talk about it, and I know fans sometimes say, oh, they... It's all about dollars and cents now, and it's all about salary cap and how you can fit in different players and and that. And I think, not speaking for Bill Zito, the Panthers' general manager, but they they felt that it was going to be very difficult to fit uh, Jonathan Huberto, who's a an icon down here, and, and you know, ten years with the team, longest tenured uh, uh, Panther, and Uyghur to give those players what they deserve in long-term contracts and, and the average uh, yearly salary to fit it all in with Bobrovsky making $10 million a year. Barkov's contract kicks in now at $10 million. Carter Verhage gets a, a, a big bump. Then, you know, you go on and on and on. And and, uh, and Reinhardt and, and um, Ekblad and everybody that I, that I mentioned, you couldn't, probably couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is, and this is just me, you haven't been able to get past Tampa Bay for two straight years. Something's got to change. You take a chance. You got to. You got to. You got to change. Maybe change the makeup of the team. The one thing that I'm really excited about is Kachuk coming into the Florida Panthers in that big deal with Calgary. Obviously, sign him long term. This type of player is a unicorn. He's, they've used that expression. Whatever. The size, the skill, 40-plus goals, 100 points. 
and plus play that power forward and need to, if needed, go around and maybe punch some guys in the head if needed. Um, the Panthers have never had that type of player like that Is before. That right? They've never had that type of player before. And there's only a small, small handful of those players in the NHL. And I think the, the Panthers, they felt that, hey, we have a chance in acquiring a player like that. They knew that they were going to have to give up quality players on the return, and that's exactly what they what they did. I, I'm just hoping, Rod, I'm just hoping, you know, because this thing has been discussed from every which way from Sunday, that it works out great for the Flames and it works out great for the yeah, Panthers. No and kidding, I, and, right? I, and I, I do believe it will. I do believe. I, I think that Kachuk is going to be a big part of the Panthers for a long, long time. Yeah, you don't often have to or always have to say who won the trade. If both teams uh, thrive, that's what you'd like. Uh, we'll get to the questions from the viewers in a second. Remind me this one, Ted. In Red Deer, Ted Blues. Do you know him? Ted Blues from Red Deer. He says, uh, Randy is a veteran of the Quebec-Montreal rivalry. Actually, we'll ask it now. Is the Tampa-Florida rivalry getting anywhere close to that? It is. It's getting close. Um, the, 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 the uniqueness of the, the Nordique-Canadian rivalry was it started with ownership. The yeah. Canadians are owned by Molson, and the Nordiques were owned by... Labatt? Uh, no, Carling? Uh, by, by Carly and O'Keefe. O'Keefe. And so there was this rivalry and the beer and everything and the logistics of it and that. Um, it was fun. But every game, Rod, every game was a war. Every game was a war. And I think we broke the record in ice packs uh, after the game, after every time we played. And we had some great playoff series. It was fun. I mean, as a player, I, I loved it. I didn't realize how big of an impact it was for the whole uh, total population of the province of Quebec. But when you're right in the midst of that war, it was fun. But the Tampa, there's no love loss between the Panthers and the Lightning. There's respect of what the success of the Lightning have had. But there's no love loss. And I think Kachuk coming in and having that uh, rivalry with He's Calgary and Edmonton, it's perfect. He understands <laughs> the importance of it. So it's going to be fun. Randy's nice enough to spend an hour with us, by the way. So we'll get to all the viewer questions. I'm trying to get through mine, but I know that fans don't get to talk with a guy like Randy very often. So uh, we'll, if you have them, we'll pass them along. But I just want to ask you about Paul Maurice. You've been down here a long time, Randy. You know how American sports fans are different than Canadian sports fans. Mm -hmm. They are. So the people that I've gotten to know here in the last year say to me here, who's this Paul Maurice? He's never won anything. I'm like, well, he's won a lot of games, yeah. but they weren't. He's not won the Stanley Cup. No. Right? No. Yeah, and that's uh, that's accurate. Um He's a veteran coach. He's a communicator. As I mentioned when we first started talking, he's great with the media. We can get a lot of insight on what he's thinking and, and his philosophy and his systems and that. So that's going to be a benefit for us in a, in a, in a selfish way. But he has experience. Uh, what is the the fourth the most uh, coaches coach, uh, coach games coach yeah. games and that yeah. so he's had different players and that he's so excited about taking this team to the next level. Obviously, we just talked about. Rod, where, where the Panthers have only been able to get out of the first round once in the last 20-some years, um, that he might, he should be the, the difference maker in getting the Panthers deep into the playoffs. That's what I think the Panther fans should be excited about, and I know the organization is excited about that. His experience of, of coaching so many different types of players, and he's not been out of the game long, obviously, to take off a... Uh, or uh, left uh, Winnipeg, what, halfway through the season. So he knows the players, he knows the league, 
Um, and uh, I know he's, I just talked to him yesterday. He's so excited about the opportunity of coaching this team that won the President's Trophy. We've got three minutes left in this segment, and then Nick Cousins will join us next from the Florida Panthers via video. Um, but I'll say this. There was so much turnover in the offseason. We talk about the trade with Kachuk, but how many new faces did you Yeah, say? 12, 13 players that Why were on the playoff that? roster. Uh, not on the team this year. Well, that's just that's just the reality of what the NHL is the now, money and, this, and the salary cap, yeah. and and you're going to have turnover. But that's quite a bit, and you know you take a look at the roster and and where it is, stands now, and that. So uh, Paul Maurice talked about that. He said there's going to be there's going to be some uh, breaking in of of, of um, and communicating and getting relationships and what works and what doesn't and that and and I think we're going to see in the first five or six games of the Panthers season there's going to be a lot of movement on the on the uh, the forward lines and the defense pairs. So I'll tell you what, John Ohm is watching in Winnipeg. This is a teaser for hour two. He says, Randy Moeller, have you ever made a slap shot movie reference during a broadcast? This guy's very famous <laughs> for his calls, so we'll wait till hour two. You got some company here, maybe get some to eat, right? Nick Cousins in next. So All I'll right. let you think about that. All Thanks, right. Randy. Appreciate yep. it. It's a yep. lot of fun. Yep. All Thanks, right, Randy Muller, the Panthers broadcast crew. We'll be right back with Nick Cousins in a moment. It is the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. We're on YouTube Live and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Live looking in beautiful South Florida. The Panthers will open on the road this week at the Islanders. This is supposed to be our NHL preview special, but uh, so far it's been all Panthers. And I'm okay with that. We are live on Game Plus Television all across Canada, all across the home province of Nick Cousins on Rogers and Kojiko Cable. Also live across 31 U.S. states and on the radio WQEE. As I mentioned, it's been all Panthers so far. We're going to keep that rolling with Nick Cousins, a veteran of 444 NHL games, set to start his first season here with the Panthers this week. And uh, he's from Belleville, Ontario. Pleased to have on the program today. Nick, are you all set to open a brand new season, man? How you feeling? Good. Feel good. I think uh, I can speak for the majority of the guys that uh, – um, we're kind of ready to get things going again. Um, kind of sick of the preseason stuff, ready to play for real, uh, play for keep. So um, really exciting time right now for our team. And um, guys are excited and chomping at the bit to get going. Well, and I, I want to know how you're fitting in with this club. For the viewers that don't know, I mentioned 444 games. That's with the Flyers, Coyotes, Canadians, Golden Knights, and Predators. How are you liking this Florida thing so far in terms of a lifestyle and that dressing room? Yeah, the guys have been great, um, super welcoming. Um, yeah, just living here. Um, my wife loves it here so far. Uh, we, we just had a baby daughter, so she's four months. So um, she seems to be liking it too as well. So it's been it's been a nice transition coming from Nashville. And, um, you know, just the, the lifestyle living here, it's pretty easy going. But, um, you know, at the same time, I think it's a, it's a sneaky good hockey town. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun so far. I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. See, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And we, we can get into the X's and O's stuff, too. That's always fun. But I've realized it, too. I've been here a year. They love hockey when the Panthers are winning. 
And I think the plan is for that to happen this year. Like, uh, what, what do you like about this club? And what's the attitude coming back as the defending President's Trophy winners, yet a team that was swept in round two? What do you sense in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just speaking for fan base, I mean, everybody wants a winning team. I just think the last couple of years, the, the Panthers have been one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, obviously, it, start, it starts up the middle with Barkov and then Sam Bennett, who's had a couple of breakout seasons since he's been here. He's been playing really well up the middle. And then you have a young player like um, Lundell. And, I mean, that's a pretty good three centermen up, 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 up the middle of the ice that, uh, I mean, that's, for me, I think that's where you, you, you win your championships. And, obviously, we have two elite goaltenders. And, um, you know, you have Ekblad, Montour on the back end. And um, it's just, I just think the last couple of years, we, we, they've had a winning culture here. And um, it's just something that I'm really excited to be a part of. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to make the playoffs the, the last three years. And, I mean, that's the most exciting time uh, of the season is, is when you start getting to play in April and May and then hopefully into June this season. So, um, you know, it's just, just coming and being a new guy. I'm just trying to, you know, not get in the way and just trying to help these guys out any way I can. You know, it's interesting you say that. I think you saw the tail end of the Randy Moeller interview and he talked about the turnover and you're part of that group of new faces. And, um, you know, what led you to want to sign with the Florida Panthers? Clearly, it's a good contract, it looks like, for both. But is there still that hunger? Um, and how do you, you know, how do you pick up on that given the fact that you weren't here? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's always that hunger. I, I mean, I, I'm 29 right now. I mean, I'm kind of bit bounced around a little bit and I just want to win. That's, that's what uh, drives me every day. I mean, I want to, I want to win a Stanley cup. And um, I mean, I feel like these guys kind of fit the bill for that. I think the last couple of years, they probably haven't got the result they wanted in the playoffs. But um, I mean, if you look at Tampa Bay, what they went through um, before they won their back-to-back Stanley cups, uh, they got swept in the first round to Columbus when, when, when they were the president's trophy um, winning team. And, and, um, you know, they, they didn't have too much turnover the next year and they ended up winning the, the Stanley Cup back-to-back year. So I think this team can kind of follow that sort of path where, I mean, they got swept by, by Tampa last year, but um, just coming in being a new guy, it looks like there's, there's that hunger and that drive that um, these guys want to win as well. So um, it's, it was really an easy fit for me. I mean, it just, it, it didn't really come down to too much thinking about it. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to that point in the age where I just want to win and um, no better place to do it than Florida. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, the Golden Knights have historically been my team. I'm a long-suffering Golden Knights fan, so I certainly remember your stint there, <laughs> as short as it was. Um, but I'll tell you what, Nick, this is going to knot me all day if I don't ask you what leads you to believe this is a sneaky good hockey town. What makes you say that? That's a good question. I just think, um, I mean, just just when I when I uh, go to the grocery store and stuff, and just driving around, I see some, you know, the Panthers license plates and stuff, and um, I just think when you put a w- winning team um, on the ice, it's going to make the fans come out. And I, I I know just talking to the guys last year, they said that the the crowd was was into it in the playoffs, and I mean that's a like I said before, it's best time of year, and um, I mean it's just like. The whole city gets around the team. I, mean, I know coming from Nashville in the playoffs, and when we, when we got to the playoffs there, the whole city kind of um, you know, com- comes together, and, and it brings everyone together to kind of come watch the game. And, 
whether it's at home or, or, or come to the FLA Live Arena and support us. But it's just a, it's a different buzz when you get to the playoffs. And I think this town can can get there. And I know talking from talking, like I said, talking to the guys that that, that that's what happened last year. Um, I'm just excited to be a part of that. I mean, it's just when the, when the weather gets nice, and especially in Florida, it's no better way to go to a cold arena and, and watch playoff hockey. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm ready to get going here. Yeah, well, I tell you what, like I, I see all those things that you do, and uh, I think that you're a perfect fit for this roster too. But you've played in the Montreal, so you know what it's like when it's sold out every game and the pressure there. And yeah. shoot, Vegas is sold out every night too. But here, yeah. they want a winner. You do see that Panthers logo in a lot of places, but they don't buy tickets unless uh, you're going deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, so moving moving <laughs> forward, with all those new faces that we talked about with Moles and a new head coach, and and you're one of the new faces. How much was accomplished in the preseason bringing this new group together? Do you feel ready as a team to open the regular season here Thursday night? Yeah, I think we're ready. I think, I mean, there's so many new faces, but also at the same time, there's a lot of teams in the league that, that have new faces as well. So we're not the, we're not the only one there. But um, I think, uh, you know, the, the coaches put in um, a lot of new systems here that maybe that, that they weren't familiar with last year um, for, for the guys that were here. But um, he's done a, a real good job of going over the video and hammering down on what he wants. And guys have really bought in throughout the preseason. And um, I think every day, every practice, guys are kind of getting a little bit more comfortable with, with where he wants us on the ice and what, he, what he's expecting from us. And I mean, it might take a few games kind of to get going, but um, I think once we, once we get rolling here and we start playing every other day, like the schedule kind of sets up for us, It'll, it'll be a little bit less thinking and more so just reading and reacting to the game and just going out there and playing hockey and relying on your instincts. And that's usually when teams are at their best. So um, I think we're there. I think uh, I think we're ready for Thursday. I think, I mean, guys are excited. We A lot of guys have been here for since late August, early September, kind of getting ready, getting familiar with everyone. And um, there's a lot of new, new faces, but at the same time, it seems like uh, – um, the four guys that are here, it's been a really tight group and really easy going and um, it's been a lot of fun, man. It really has. Yeah, it's a great place. You've been in this league long enough and been a fan your whole life. Let me ask you this. How important is a good start, first 10, 15 games in your mind? Well, I, I, it's, it's funny to say that. I've been in a league where we started 0-8-1 when I was in uh, – Arizona, and it's you're playing catch up. You, 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 like I know it's cliche, and everybody says that um, that a good start's important, but it really is. You, you can't get behind in this league. It's 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 too too hard, especially when the schedule gets into March, April, and and then when you're playing like 14, 15 games a month, and um, I mean it, it really is tough to play catch up. So I, I think we have to get off to, to uh, a good start. And uh, me personally, I like starting on the road. I think. It's nice to get all the guys together for dinners and stuff and kind of, um, you know, get to know each other a little bit. I think have that chemistry off the ice and um, everybody gets along in the dressing room. So uh, it'd be nice to, to get to know each other on a personal level on the road and then go out there into some tough buildings and, and get some wins. I think that's kind of where you build your camaraderie and um, that's how you bring a team together is go out there to the building and play in some really tough buildings. And, it's usually sold out. I mean, home openers are usually pretty packed for, for most buildings in this league. So um, no better way to start in New York. And it should be a fun one. Hey, we have less than a minute. I just want to ask you this. I was at the home preseason games here. Pomo was 
mixing and matching the lines. So I don't really know who's going to start here uh, in game one, who they got you with here in game one. Uh, I'm with Warren Chris and Lombard. So uh, those, those guys are fun to play with. I mean, that's, you, you, they're, they're really predictable, and I feel like that kind of suits my game. And hopefully we can be a good line and build some chemistry here as uh, the games get going. That is a line that I think can do a lot of damage. Nick, this has been awesome, man. I appreciate it. Good luck. Good luck. And I hope you're a Panther for a long time. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Nice meeting you. You for sure. The Florida Panthers, Nick Cousins. When we come back, we'll take a look at the sports update, maybe a bit of a viewer takeover. And uh, in hour two, more with Randy Moeller on our NHL season preview. We'll actually look around the league, and Serena Taylor will join us as well. We're live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida, on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on your home for Southern Sports and Talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's the RP Show opening a brand new week for us after observing Canadian Thanksgiving. Look at that. Who isn't thinking hockey? When you look at that, we're live from the Beach House, Pompano Beach, Florida. And I got to say, the biggest Panthers fans uh, here in South Florida reside here at the Beach House. After that, if you're ever in South Florida, they'll put the Panthers game on. We do have comments from our viewers, which we'll get to in a moment. More with Randy Moeller coming up in hour two plus our NHL and hockey analyst Serena Taylor coming up. But a sports update on this Tuesday. The Canadian Premier League has announced the schedule for the semifinal round of the 2022 CPL playoffs. The top four teams from the regular season, number one seed, Atletico Ottawa, number two seed, Hamilton Forge, number three seed, Calgary Cavalry, and number four seed, Pacific FC from Victoria will compete in home and away series to decide who will advance to this year's CPL final. Ottawa faces Victoria. Hamilton takes on Calgary and the other. For the complete schedule of games, which begin this weekend, go to the league website at canpl.ca. I will say this to our Calgary viewers. It's Saturday at Atco Field. Uh, they get going with game one. The Brandon Wheat Kings gave extra thanks to goalie Carson Bjarnason on Monday after he stopped 41 of 43 shots to help his Manitoba squad defeat the host Calgary Hitman 3-2 in the lone WHL game. Nolan Ritchie's power play goal at 10:37 of the third period was the winner. And former Masters champion Hideki Matsuama says players who left the PGA to compete in the Saudi-funded Live Golf Series should be entitled to earn world ranking points. Matsuama also suggested he was staying with the PGA Tour. He was speaking at the Zozo Championship in Tokyo. That tournament opens on Thursday. This sports update for Edo Japan from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce. Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. So there's your sports update on this Tuesday. And uh, lots of comments. Thank you, Allie in Texarkana. Says, good luck, Nick. What a great guy, huh? What a great guy, Nick Cousins. And what a great organization, the Florida Panthers. Clark, have we ever had a live Vegas Golden Knights player on the, on the show? 
Nah, I don't think so. Right, right. we had Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes, yes, but I don't know, man. Connor Ingram of the Nashville Predators, true that. But it's a small list. Is that what you're telling me? It's a small list. I just say thank you to the Panthers, quickly becoming my favorite NHL team. How about my favorite Eastern team? Vegas remains my favorite Western team as they open a brand new season tonight. Las Vegas remains our number one city for U.S. viewership, however, so there's that. From the text line, 902-518-3033 is the number to text. From Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, Hello, RP Show. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was spent with my wife and kids watching the Winnipeg Ice play the Regina Pats and Moose Jaw Warriors. To say that we had a great time was an understatement. We loved the games, the arenas, the atmosphere, and the tons of friendly fans we ran into. Going to a WHL game in Sask is such a great experience that we're already planning our next trip. Cheers, signed Patrolman Pete. I agree. I agree. And I'll talk to Moles about that when he comes back an hour or two. I just wish there was more media coverage. I don't know what's happening in the Canadian media landscape, but the media, in a lot of ways, turning their nose up at the CFL. Certainly junior hockey. I can't find any blogs to read. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. And we had John in Edmonton was saying, well, there are podcasts on the dub. Yeah, but I'm not a really a podcast guy. I'm not going to listen to one. I want to read a blog. Or am I just that <laughs> Am I just that old guy who wants to read rather than be read to? Chris in Heidelberg, Ontario, watching on Game Plus television, says, I said last week when they had Matthews and Marner throw out the first pitch that it would likely curse the Jays to not get past the first round. Bad karma. How about that, Clark? How about that? John in Rosetown regarding the Riders, he says, Poor GM, weak coach with subpar O-line. And a fullback converted to a quarterback. Awful. Won't get it done for the Riders. Clean house now. We'll talk to the rest of the NHL with Moles and Serena after this break on Game Plus and WQE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.